choke a bear and a butt you could eat breakfast off of. Thank you. But I've already introduced myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also joined by a couple dandies. <laughs> Ski and Brent. Hey, it's pretty uh, <laughs> tough talk for a guy. Just in general. Fine declares. Fine. <laughs> uh, well, today we'll be doing a season seven. I don't know if I, I have bought a Claire's. Oh, that's right, but that was from uh, yeah. an episode in the future here, but Eclairs, not at Claire's. <laughs> right. <laughs> I buy all my Eclairs at Claire's, actually, <laughs> along with my piercings and my belly button. Mm-hmm. It's a good combo. Mm-hmm. Eclairs, uh, piercings, um, girl wear, and Eclairs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and pastry. That's what everybody wants. It covers all the needs. <laughs> yeah, just as soon as you get home, do you take out the piercing? That way you can go see Autumn next time she works again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, she's a customer. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, today we're doing Season 7, Episode 10, uh, Rose Loves Miles, but the S is all replaced by dollar signs. Dollar signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ski's, dollar bill, y'all. Yep, exactly. Uh, Ski's going to be doing our recap today. Um, I don't have any listener interactions to go over. Did either of you two have anything new you wanted to add? Any, any new movies to add to the list? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I watched John Wick today. Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah. The original one? Yes. I still watch those. 2014. If there was one before that, I have no idea. Well, I, don't, I don't know when the first one came out. I'm just saying John Wick won for yeah, all yeah. Mm-hmm. purposes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little sore about that, honestly. Why? Because you had never seen any of them, and I was like, oh, when Sherry and Nicole are out of town, the three of us should get together and watch the whole series. And you're like, yeah, that sounds great. And then fucking a week later, you're like, I'm going to watch all four when Elena's out of town by myself. <laughs> it's like, it's like, how would How would that have worked? What do you mean? I, I would have had, I would arrange for the kids to be somewhere else, and you two would have come over. We got out a marathon of it. Okay. So. There's four of them now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fourth one comes out in June. But I'll, well, re- not I'll, out I'll re-watch it. No, you're fine. I don't want to watch them with you now. Oh, it comes out this next weekend. That's why I was watching it, because yeah. Colleen's going to be out of town next weekend. Mm-hmm. And you were wanting to wait until June after the yeah. fourth one had only been out for a long time. Uh, yeah, because those other three movies haven't been out since 2014. Yeah. You, you fucking waited eight, nine years, okay. <laughs> but you couldn't wait okay. four more months. My point is I spent enough time away from home, I can't duck away for another ten hours to watch movies with you guys. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, Brent. I have a feeling that Helena wouldn't even notice you were gone. <laughs> so. What, because the TV be off? <laughs> The good Lord blessed me with the study and (laughs) how I choose to spend my time in there while she's, you know, taking her shower and stuff is nobody's business. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) 
Well, I did have I, some. I do my fair share, more than my fair share, when it comes to, like, you know, dishes and cooking meals and everything like that. I, there are no household activities that are, it's not like she's down there, <laughs> you know, scrubbing kitchen floors while I'm upstairs. <laughs> Working on number 53. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now to watch the preview Daddy's cut. Daddy's got to watch some videos. <laughs> no, I, I know that you are both an, a good husband and an attentive father, so yeah, you got all the bases covered. You can watch as much as you want. Mm-hmm. And a diligent lover. Mm-hmm. And uh, an adequate worker. <laughs> <laughs> and a fifth-rate podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> But in, you know, you're our podcast with a couple sixth, seventh graders, whatever. So. <laughs> so you're still more than pulling your weight in this room anyway. Well, uh, since we don't have any listener interactions to go over, would you like to hear the other um, yeah. intros I considered? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I considered introducing Ski as a man who loves his early bird special. Indeed. Although his early bird special is at 4 About o'clock. 9 o'clock p.m. What? I would say <laughs> it's 4 o'clock, but it's your lunch. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, I thought about introducing Brent as a man who shaved his shoulders for nothing. Mm. Um, and uh, also, I wouldn't say it's for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I also considered him, since he did away with his pool, as a man with a chlorine deficiency. Yeah, I didn't understand that comment at all. Uh, well, I guess there'd be some chlorine in tap water versus yeah. in distilled water or whatever. I thought he... But isn't it fluoride? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, probably, at least as far as I have heard before. Maybe there's some chlorine in there, too. I didn't think they put... I think he was just like... You know, just had to come up with something to say. Yeah, like, well, I think Elliot Gould, you know, just not Elliot Gould, um, <laughs> Harold Gould, um, said the wrong line. Ah, could like, be. I think he said chlorine instead of fluoride. Mm. And they're like, oh, we got a live studio audience, <laughs> so let's roll with it. <laughs> I also thought about introducing you, Brent, as a lonely old spinster who will never find love again. Mm-hmm. And Ski as a uh, man who's more than frugal, he's frickin' frugal. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, so. But I, I like I'd shop I at frickin' frugal. What's that? I would shop at Frickin' Frugal. Would you? Yeah. I mean, it is a clever name. Yeah. So, I don't know. Though. Would what, it would be like what? a five below kind of place. Yeah, but like three below or <laughs> something like that. Uh, it, I mean, I guess, couldn't you call like the Dollar General? Or not Dollar General, but Dollar Tree, like mm-hmm. a Frickin' Frugal? Yeah. Although now it's $1.25. Yeah. So it feels a little disingenuous. Yeah. We've got a Dollar Tree and a Dollar General like together. Oh, do you? Like a KFC A&W type situation. Oh, really? So like all in one building yeah. kind of thing? Whoa. Yeah. Um, there like one side and one side or something? Mm-hmm. Or? Yeah. Um, but I think it's all like intermingled. Like they've got both signs on the front of the thing mm-hmm. and they each have their own doors. But then like when you go in either door, you're just in the same mm. shopping thing. Huh. And you just check out once, I guess. That's interesting. Yeah. It is. I don't know. It seems like a way where they can be like, this is a good seller. Let's go ahead and mark this up a couple of bucks and call it the Dollar General. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> Put it on the west side of the store. Oh, yeah. And then they have something that's a real dog and they move it over to the east mm-hmm. side. Exactly. <laughs> George and Wheezy to buy it. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to go over today. So, Ski, um, now after your after your episode, do we have a, uh, a back in St. Olaf as well to finish off the... Ish. Ish? Oh, okay. Ish. We'll, we'll check that out when we get to it. All right, okay. well, sorry if I jumped is the gun. A, more a, more <coughs> information to come. Okay. Is it a sci-fi space opera? Hmm. Ish. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say not to that. Uh, I'd like one of them some week. Maybe, yeah. That's yeah. food for thought. Yeah. So you're basically wanting Star Wars with the Golden Girls, or specifically with Rose? Yeah, and whatever other characters he wants to make up. Okay. You know? Sci-fi space opera, you say? Yeah, exactly. You know, 
Is there any other kind of space opera? Like, like is there a you know down to earth uh, slice of life space <laughs> opera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. I can see that. Like, it's just a regular run of the mill astronomer. Yeah, loves space, oh. but uh, lives in the podunk small farm town and. In St. Olaf, and <laughs> see, I was thinking it'd be something like a day in the life of you know Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, <laughs> you know, doing their farming. <laughs> Nothing particularly exciting happening. Mm -hmm. Just you know how Uncle Owen feels depressed about <laughs> his foregone dreams. <laughs> that's, that's a good spin too, Al. And, and now he's tied down to the farm because of damn Luke. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Grazing his <laughs> stepmom's bastard. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, I think you should write that as well, Ski. Exactly. Uh, that's a pretty tempting offer. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I could probably sell that one, though. Yeah, you might be able to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Be on Disney Plus before you know it. Exactly. <laughs> Coming soon, the further adventures of Commander Davenport Space Docker. <laughs> <laughs> And just all of us just totally mundane. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need more credits to pay for those upgrades to the turrets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> gonna have to raise taxes. Well, that's gonna get me voted right out of office. You know I made a promise. Indeed. <laughs> like, did you put some tidy bowl in these? Sterlings, or just not flush your blue milk. <laughs> I said turrets, <laughs> not turlets. I, I was wondering, did I mishear, or did he just play off of that? No, I think he just played off. I think Brent heard it just fine, but he already had turlets on the brain. <laughs> Gets there, gets stuck, Alan. Mm -hmm. You know how it is. Yep. <laughs> That's Don't what like they do. Stuck in a turtle. <laughs> All right, you can go ahead, Ski. All right. Season 7, Episode 10. Rose, Kaching, Rose, <laughs> Kaching, Miles, Kaching. Or Chuching. We'll mm. throw that in at the end. Okay. I like the Chuching. Yeah. Uh, air, original air date was November 16th, 1991. Mm. Written by a whole slew of people for some reason, I, I don't know that you know the amount of writers is commensurate with the quality of the episode. Mm. It is odd to have an episode with a lot of writers, but only one story. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but it's Don Siegel, Jerry Posigian, uh, Richard Vassy, and Tracy Gamble. Okay, uh, and of course directed by Sir Lex Pissaris. We open in the living room. Dorothy enters the living room from from the bedroom area, holding a suitcase and uh, heading for the door. Blanche and Sophia follow behind her. We are told uh, pretty quickly that Dorothy is going on a three-day Caribbean cruise with a doctor, or Caribbean, if, you know, depending sure. on your pronunciation mm. preference. Blanche, of course, I, is... Oh, go ahead. I don't know why, but... So I say Caribbean, except if I'm talking about the stupid ride, and then I say Caribbean. Yeah, I say I'm about the same. Why is it a stupid ride? Well, I just... You know, I mean, I guess I started to say reference the movie, oh, you know, okay. but then I changed it to the ride. Okay. It's I, a I fine know. ride. It is a fine ride. I like the part with the dog and the keys. <laughs> I've <laughs> heard that dead men tell no tales. Mm -hmm. I've not seen the movies, so I don't know. You've not seen any of the movies? I may have seen the first one. Oh, okay. I think I'm 98% sure I saw the first one. But you've one, gone but on the ride, this. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like 
a good percentage of the ride is they're like, dead men tell no tales. Uh, I don't remember that part though. You remember right now? Yeah, but yeah. I, it's been, I think, a lot more recent for you and I. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, they get invited. It's yeah. a lot of it though. Mm-hmm. I think lot. you did get invited and you declined. I did not get invited. Yes, you did. I did not. I'm pretty sure you did. Didn't you get mm-hmm. invited? I, I, I just don't, don't remember. You're supposed to fucking agree with me here, all right? I mean, yeah, you <laughs> told Alan that you wouldn't go because I was going. I brought it up, <laughs> and when I brought it up, it was maybe not an official invitation, but it was met with, like, the kind of, like, it was an audacious thing for me to even bring up. <laughs> like that it Pure derision. I think you brought it up as like, hey, Ski and I are going to Florida to see the new Star Wars no, I think it was brought up like, oh, you know, would this be something that you would consider? And you're like, no. No, that's not what happened at all. I think it is. Apparently, this is a cross you've been bearing for many <laughs> years. <laughs> Probably for the best. You just, you know, left me there watching Hall of Presidents for the 37th time in a row. <laughs> we didn't even see Hall of Presidents. No, we didn't make it into it. I, Fucking I, bastards. It's <laughs> the best part of the whole park. It was closed down when we went there, actually, because they were putting... Uh, the new president in there. Mm. So, who was the new president at the time? Biden. Mm. So, was it? Well, mm-hmm. It was Trump at the time. Yeah, but they were switching it over. Okay. But anyway, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it would have been because it was right after the election. So yeah, they, they couldn't get Trump out of there fast enough. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so it was not my fault. I I would definitely have gone to see it. Um, mm-hmm. I would have gone to see it either way, but mm-hmm. at the time it was closed down for the switchover. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, Caribbean cruise with the doctor. Mm-hmm. Blanche, of course, is a bit envious, but uh, she does want her friend to ensure she has a good trip. So she asks her if she's brought her anti-nausea meds, with which she has like a patch and a pill, right? And uh, then she asks about an anti-diarrheal pill. I think she says the uh, no-run pill or something. Mm-hmm. It'll clog you up. It sounds about right. Uh, that she got from a trip she took to Mexico. Dorothy, in turn, you know, she says that she's got her uh, nausea stuff, but says that uh, the anti-diarrheal pill uh, container was empty. Uh, Sophia's safe. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Sophia at that point, I think, says, uh-oh. Right. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. The implication being that she took it all. Uh, Dorothy, in turn, places Sophia's safekeeping in uh, Blanche's, uh, we'll say, mediumly capable hands, <laughs> adding uh, that Rose couldn't keep a rock garden alive. Uh, she instructs her to uh, feed her twice daily, walk her, and no liquids after 10 p.m. Right. Uh, the, I think even uh, Sophia, doesn't she say something like, you treat me like I'm an animal? Yeah. And then she sniffs Blanche and says, you've been with a man, haven't you? Yep. Uh, the doorbell rings, and a man comes in to grab Dorothy's bag. Uh, she then gives her mother a quick pep talk, asking her to be good for Blanche and be her little helper. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kisses her ma and heads out. As soon as the uh, door closes, though, Sophia's attitude transforms and she glares at Blanche saying, fasten your seatbelt, slut puppy. This ain't going to be no cakewalk. I feel like the fasten your seatbelt, slut puppy is <laughs> one of the more famous lines in Golden yeah. Girls history. Like, slut puppy in general. She's used that a few there. times, hasn't she? Yeah, but specifically the fasten your seatbelt, slut puppy. I think I've seen that in many memes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced like, Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I was just about to say how you pronounce it, but you beat me to what the What did you say, Brent? It's pronounced Mimi. <coughs> huh? Mimi. That's how Brent pronounces it. Ah, uh-huh, gotcha. I don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the word meme. Oh, and okay. And he is pronouncing Mimi. it Mimi, yeah. Mimi. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got that from Will Ferrell. Oh, did you? Yeah. 
I appreciate the fact that you credit it. Yeah. Where you found it from. I mentioned that the very first time, too. You probably did, but it's been a while. What specifically, where, where did he say that? Do you remember? Um, he was doing some uh, Ron Burgundy podcast type thing. Gotcha. And he was talking about, you it know. Seems, yeah, I think I like, may have seen that too, actually. Yeah. How you bring it up. Yeah. The kid's posting the memes, and he's like, it's pronounced meme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we change scene. Uh, later on, we see Rose arriving home with uh, an elated Miles. As they uh, get to the door, he voices his excitement at the uh, good meal and good deal. They just got for dinner at Uncle Cluck's Tastes Just Like Chicken All-You-Can-Eat Buffet. Mm-hmm. Rose points out uh, how much he loves his early bird specials. Yep. And he shows off that they didn't even collect the coupon. That's uh, pretty sweet action. There, yeah. mm-hmm. Rose uh, isn't very happy, though, that they did have to <clears throat> excuse me, go buy their meal from the seedier side of Miami, uh, of which is much of Miami, in right, my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, someone almost nabbed her purse. Miles argued that almost doesn't count, Rose. <laughs> yeah. And then comments uh, that he can still smell the uh, Cajun drumsticks. <laughs> but remote Rose reminds him, though, that you should. You put them in each pocket. He tells her, that, oh, that's for tomorrow's lunch, though. And he gives her a smooch and heads out. Rose, Rose flashes a bit of an upset look as he dashes away. He goes uh, running off, too. <clears throat> I think man had a... You know, case of the runs from that. Maybe. Um, tastes like chicken. <laughs> yeah. So. You want Dreyfus stiffing them drumsticks. Yeah. And <laughs> tackling, <laughs> tackling them. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I had a side note that if the food simply tastes like chicken, what animal did the drumsticks actually come from? Yeah, that would be cheaper than chicken. Because chicken <laughs> is a pretty cheap meat yeah. in a general sense. So Maybe it was cat. Could Stray be. Stray cat, <laughs> you know. But it tastes like chicken. So. Anything you season right. So. <laughs> With Cajun yeah. you know, stuff, <laughs> so I mean, that's kind of a good extra flavor boost. Exactly. Uh, Rose enters the house in a bit of a huff, glances reading on the couch, and can tell something is amiss uh, in the Rose Garden. <laughs> <laughs> when she inquires as to the problem, Rose comes out uh, and sits on the couch next to her, uh, and says that uh, Miles has been extremely tight, and she uh, does not care for it. Blanche uh, counters with her perspective, saying that she loves a tight man, cast iron pecs, Guys that could choke a bear and a butt you could eat breakfast off of, like Alan. Mm-hmm, exactly. As she speaks aloud, her eyes kind of drift off into her own imagination. She turns her head then and sees Rose and asks when she arrived. Uh, Rose points out that she's been there the whole time she's been talking. Uh, she reminds her that she was upset with Miles for being tight, and Blanche immediately drops back into her uh, trance about loving tight men. Mm-hmm. But Rose snaps her out of it, clarifying that. She means Miles has been cheap lately. Right. Blanche uh, sees the situation clearly and simply suggests, oh, just dump him, yeah, yeah. with money, yeah. Rose recounts a recent date that he took her on after uh, she'd requested to go to, quote, someplace special. He took her to an AA meeting, yeah. calling it the, quote, theater of the living. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and so uh, he points out that... Uh, uh, there's free refreshments at the end. Yeah. I thought about introducing you as a man who just got back from his recent performance at a theater for the living. <laughs> <laughs> or a theater of the living. But. Yeah. Would have been a fine choice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rose gets up and calls Miles a friggin' frugal. Fr- friggin' frugal. Yeah. A Scandinavian term, she mm-hmm. says. Look it up. And then heads into the kitchen. Uh, we hear some noises. Uh, a loud bang from the bedrooms, and Blanche hollers at Sophia 
ask if she's okay. Mm-hmm. She insists that she is. We hear more noises, and Sophia preemptively asserts that she's still fine. After more banging, Blanche gets up to investigate. Just then, Sophia emerges into the living room with a box she snagged from Dorothy's room. I think she says something about, uh, you know, Dorothy's not going to be happy about what I just did to her. Hope chest or yeah, something like some, that. Yeah, something about what you let me do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blanche asks why she's uh, going through her daughter's things, and she replies that she'd already been through Blanche's with a creepy smile, I mm. think. Uh, since he, it's already been taken out, Blanche starts to rummage through Dorothy's box with Sophia. Uh, she picks out an old envelope that apparently had a list written back in 1920, which were things Sophia had hoped to accomplish before she dies. Blanche pulls out the list and begins to read off the items. Number one, lose 200 pounds. And Sophia says, done it. <laughs> yeah. uh, side note, Sophia was probably, uh, was likely new to the English units of pounds she probably would have been more accustomed to kilograms back in Sicily. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, since we know that uh, previously she was told us that she moved to the U.S. in 1920. Mm-hmm. So she, she transitioned quickly. Yeah, I appreciate that about her. Uh, number two, don't burden children at an old age. Yeah. Sophia dismisses this item. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. And then number three, make amends with Guido Spirelli. Despite keeping this from her own daughter for most of her life, she quickly spills to Blanche that she married uh, Guido as part of an arranged marriage, but annulled it, the union uh, and left him broken. We didn't really know that for sure, though. Yeah. I thought she was assumed. Well, we knew that she had annulled the marriage, but we didn't know about her leaving him a broken man. Yeah. yeah. Um, seeing this as an opportunity to uh, consume Sophia's attention, Blanche says that finding the list is a sign and she must make things right with Guido. She tells her to write an in-depth, thorough letter, leaving nothing unsaid. Taking two to three days to complete if necessary. Yeah. Sophia thanks her and uh, retreats to her room. And that's my favorite line of the, the whole episode. That's Blanche good. goes back to the couch, sits down, and says, "I just wish Sophia was my mother. Then I could then I could put her in shady pines." Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I enjoyed that one too. Uh, we change scene again. Uh, we see Blanche coming into the kitchen where Rose had just arrived home. Uh, she's removing some groceries from a bag. Lance tells her that she came up with a solution for her cheap Miles problem. Cheat on him. Mm-hmm. Rose dismisses the idea right out, but Blanche rephrases it that it would just be dinner out with a with, to a fancy restaurant with her friend, rich friends from Texas. Right. I think she even adds, don't get caught. Right? Yeah. Uh, there'll be no coupons, no chefs wearing a pirate's hat, and Rose won't even have to leave the tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hearing this is enough for Rose to break into a songful chorus of I'm going to cheat on Miles, which is for that. pretty horrible, yeah. yeah. Now, do you... I'm not saying it's not maybe a suspicious behavior or that it's not something that could definitely cause jealousy, but I do not consider going out to dinner with somebody cheating on your significant other, do you? Oh, yeah. You do? Yeah. Like, if there's no romantic... You know, or, or, yeah, no, like especially on urine, if you have no romantic expectations mm-hmm. and nothing of a physical nature happens at yeah. all, you still consider it cheating? Yeah. So are you cheating on your wife right now, being down here in a basement with two fellas? No, number Sexy one. Sexy fellas. Mm-hmm. No, because I have her permission to be down here. Eating lunch off my butt? Without <laughs> <laughs> that breaking bread or anything like that. Um, he calls it hospitality. But no, it, it's one of those things that I think, I think it's different because you know, obviously you know you know two thirds of us are straight and everything, so it's not <laughs> nanky panky or whatever. Yeah, but the third that she cares about is the one that's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
all I'm saying is like this is not the you and I aren't out having dinner, okay? okay? So you're saying that Okay, what if it was lunch? What if it was a you were at work and you went out to eat lunch with a work coworker with unbeknownst to your spouse or anything like that? Would you say you're cheating on your wife? No, I think that's okay. Oh, okay. So as long as it fits into your rules, it's okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> My point is okay. Now if this is assuming like we're in an office type situation, mm-hmm. okay? Um, you and somebody of the opposite gender or whatever, yeah. you know, could definitely go out and have lunch together. Or All right. work. I think that's A-okay. Okay. okay. Now, when it comes to dinner, though, I mean, that's a meal that you're supposed to spend with your loved ones, okay. you know? And if you're taking the position, it's like, you know, sorry, honey, but I don't want to dine with you tonight. I'd rather dine with this jabroni. Mm. I think that's, you know, cheating, especially if you're not telling the other person what you're doing. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the not telling, definitely. But, I mean, it is a double situation, too, so I feel like that gives a little more leeway. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those And th- I don't think she broke someone with Miles, either. I don't get the impression of that. Like, he's, when he's there, he talks about his plans for a future endeavor, but I didn't think it was... That she yeah, didn't she break all plans to well, be there without him, right? No, no, it's not. But it's one of those things that I think the implication is that she was just going to stay in, and that's why they're not spending time together. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, fair enough. I still think it's. I, a I will pretty say none, mild of, form none of, of that anyway. is specifically detailed in the episode, but like, I, I see the point you're making. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I agree with Alan too on the on the point that uh, the not telling is probably where the the cheating would come come in. That'd be my mm-hmm. opinion. Fair enough. Okay. You can go on. All right. We change scene. We see Blanche and Rose in a fancy restaurant now, sitting uh, accompanied by two men. It seems like we've seen this set in the previous episode. I think we've seen this restaurant. It's very similar, if yeah. not yeah. exactly the same. I feel they maybe dressed it up slightly different or yeah. something to make mm-hmm. it appear like a different restaurant. Now, real quick, just as a side note, though, okay, <clears throat> the dudes that she's there with or whatever, they think it's a romantic date, though, don't they? That, that does make a bit of a difference, yeah. You know, it's one of those things that I'm not saying she has an obligation to, you know, put out or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I'm saying they think it definitely could lead to that, mm-hmm. you okay. know? And so they're like more, they're ordering, you know, mushroom caps or whatever people order at fancy restaurants these days. They, well, they could order those, yeah. I, I mean, but so. going by that logic again, <laughs> while you're under no obligation to put out tonight, there's definitely the clear expectation to me that it could happen. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> any other asides? <laughs> Season one, episode 20 all over again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if anything. Oh, Professor Cooper. I'm more on the wrong side of history in this one. Yes, you definitely <laughs> So I'll definitely admit that. I'm not going to die on this hill. I will not be defending this seven seasons from now. <laughs> uh, Rose is pleasantly surprised to find out she can have a second Diet Coke. Whew. A man comments, though, that you know, Rose is even more charming than Blanche described and orders a full bottle of champagne. Mm. Rose comments that That does left. make it a little more murky mm-hmm. there. Exactly. Add alcohol into the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, Blanche has a certain reputation, so I assume that well, they think anybody who rolls with her is going yeah. to... Maybe. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, more, I'm, I'm leaning more and more towards you on this one, bro. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight as an arrow, buddy. <laughs> I'm not talking about uh, sexuality-wise. I'm talking about the direction that my penis points, uh-huh, just yes. to be clear. <laughs> no hooking left or right. 
thought you were talking about your perfect posture. <laughs> I don't think I have perfect posture, but I, I, think I, I don't think I have a crooked spine either. <laughs> you got the arrow and ski head of the quiver. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of that. Like a docking thing to do. Well, no, I mean, I think the quiver would be your anus and the arrow oh, would be oh. my... Well. I just meant like a little like shutter like ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he does. Yeah. <laughs> like when it's cold outside. Yeah. Baby. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Rose comments that the last time she had champagne, uh, she and Miles had crashed a bar mitzvah. Mm. The memory inspires Rose to tell Blanche that she has a large tuchus. Mm-hmm. Blanche tells her that uh, that better mean bosom. Mm-hmm. Side note, it does not. It is a Yiddish term for butt. Uh, Blanche leans, o- uh, yeah, leans over to the man and uh, tells Barry, that's the guy that she's kind of next to, mm-hmm. that champagne is a wonderful idea, but shouldn't they go ahead and get a case in the event that she may want to take a bath later? Barry replies, uh, or he, he says that he agrees, but that if he's buying it, she's going to be sitting in it. Uh, just then, Miles is seen walking past the in- restaurant entryway, he says hello to Blanche and then kind of stops in his tracks, noticing that Rose is sitting there at the table too. Rose asks what he's doing there, and he seems almost perturbed that she'd asked him. Uh, he tells her that he was there to pick up uh, some day-old eclairs while heading to the Theater of the Living. Yeah. Uh, he adds that the eclairs were for a dinner he was uh, planning to prepare for her. Yeah, in a couple of days, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so it's already day-old pastry, yeah. but... He asked why she was there and uh, why she was there with the dandies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barry, the guy talking to uh, Blanche, Blanche yeah. uh, takes offense to the implication and says those are tough words coming from a man buying eclairs. Rose insists that it's not a romantic outing, but uh, she wanted to eat at, at the fancy restaurant. She tells him that he didn't mean anything. Or she tells him she did not mean to eat behind his back. Right. Miles is further offended, saying that, that they were going to hit up a nice place tomorrow. Rose is well aware. Captain Sam's Twilight Two for One Special. Mm-hmm. And she says she continues, "You get a nice piece of perch with a choice of potatoes or rice." Miles reminds her that, uh, "Oh yeah, what about the generous helping of slaw?" Yeah, that was a great line. Miles indignantly heads out, picking up his wares on the way out. Yeah, I think that's great that he's. Uh, you know, he says about the. Sees that she left out, left out the generous helping of slaw, or doesn't that serve your little smear campaign? <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good piece of writing right there. Yeah. Uh, we change scene again. <laughs> uh, Rose is spooning out some eggs the next morning with Blanche at the kitchen table. It's the best piece of writing this side of Gloria Hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on the right side of the Gloria Hole. <laughs> uh, Rose comments that she feels horrible about the previous night and that she may have ruined her relationship with Miles. Blanche responds that it's her own fault for cheating. <laughs> Rose's jaw drops, and she reminds Blanche that it was her idea. Blanche retorts that uh, execution was uh, poor. She had specified not to get caught. Right. Rose continues to lament the possibility of losing Miles, and Blanche laughs, pointing out a funny Garfield comic, mm. obviously you know, ignoring her. As Blanche is about to dig into the breakfast, she remembers that Sophia will also need to eat. She gets up to go get her, but Rose tells her that Sophia's gone. Rose seems surprised that Blanche is uh, unaware that she left the previous night for Sicily. Yeah. Blanche's eyes immediately widen in disbelief. Rose clarifies that she was uh, taking a trip to square things with Guido, and she says she cleared it with Blanche. Mm-hmm. 
Blanche, of course, refutes that she had any such conversation. Rose then follows up asking, so giving her my Visa card was a bad thing? <laughs> Which, that seems obvious to me. Yeah. Blanche is panicking and wonders how they'll ever find her. She thinks about Angelo and grabs the phone to call him. He thinks out, he thinks out loud to Rose about how upset Dorothy will be, citing the time that Rose lost her keys. Rose looks off into the uh, distance with a sour face, saying that Dorothy, quote, uprooted a mighty sequoia. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Blanche tries to put a positive spin on things, remembering that Dorothy is on a romantic cruise, and that maybe she'll, come, she'll fall in love and come home happy. Uh, she quickly uh, loses hope for this and says that she's a dead woman. Right. And so we fast forward a little bit. Uh, doorbell rings, and Blanche opens it to find Angelo. Standing there with uh, flowers and a heart-shaped box of candy, mm-hmm. and wearing a nice little suit jacket. All right. Yeah. And he uh, points out these cigarettes are for after. Mm-hmm. Blanche is dumbfounded by all this, but uh, Angelo offers to remind her of uh, their recent uh, phone conversation. He quotes her, "Angelo, I need you. Come over quick. Sophia is not here." Yeah. <laughs> Blanche tries to politely tell him that uh, he interpreted her words wrong. He points out that he shaved his shoulders. Mm-hmm. She replies that while that may sweeten the pot, uh, she truly needs help. I did love that line. This is her delivery. Of like, <laughs> as much as that does sweeten the pot. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was really sparing his uh, feelings. Yeah, yeah. She, for she for nice, Blanche. Yeah, nice job for her. She explains that Sophia has left and that she's you know out of ideas to find her. She says she's even called the Sicily's Department of Missing Persons, but he explains that she misunderstands and Sicily... You can call that department to, quote, lose somebody. <laughs> Blanche asks him if uh, he knows Guido Spirelli. Angelo says that he knows him well and his tendencies and uh, uh, so well that he likely could uh, point out his exact exact location. Mm-hmm. Based on that fact uh, that he likes, or based on the fact that he hates humidity, he is likely someplace that is air conditioned. Right. <laughs> Blanche tells him that that really doesn't help and that nobody's been able to offer any help. Angela tells Blanche to calm down that, you know, he knows his sister and she's probably just playing a joke and she'll be home before dinner. Uh, We then cut to uh, a montage seeing an airplane fly. We hear Sophia's voice uh, is heard trying to coax somebody out of the airplane lavatory. Mm -hmm. I think she says something like, uh, hey, what are you in there doing? Like, oh, Occupado, are you painting the Sistine Chapel? Oh, right, yeah. Everyone's painting walls. (laughs) (laughs) Not as many masterpieces as you put out, Brent. <laughs> uh, this is followed up by a train ride over the countryside, a ferry boat trip, and then we see Sophia wearing a shawl over her head and riding on a donkey, donkey over mountain terrain led by a guide. Right. Finally, we see her enter a dimly lit tavern uh, with straw on the ground and doors wide open. It is unlikely that this establishment currently is running any air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia asks someone at the first table she passes, a man points to a nearby table with an elderly man, and she asks if uh, he's Guido Spirelli. He doesn't answer verbally, but raises his head in recognition. She informs him that it's Sophia, and she recaps that once long ago she left him and broke his heart, uh, that she's here to apologize from the bottom of her heart. He simply replies, ah, forget about it. Yeah, I, I did not. I'll, I'll reveal a little early. I did not give him my MVP, but I gave it strong consideration <laughs> for his one-line I delivery. I did, too, actually. So. Yeah. Uh, he returns his attention to the drink immediately, and she shuffles out of the tavern, 
We then see her travels in reverse, donkey, boat, train, planes. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of work for that scene, but it was a good payoff. Yeah, Yeah. agreed. Uh, So we change scene again. Rose and Miles are entering into the same nice restaurant from earlier. Rose insists that they don't have to eat there as he has nothing to prove, Uh, but he vehemently disagrees and announces that uh, to the attendant that he is there for a party of two, Miles Weber. Mm -hmm. The attendant greets him politely but informs him that the restaurant has begun a new policy to donate all the old pastry to the mission. Miles explains that he's not there for that, but does ask, the bread too? (laughs) The man says yes, but then he realizes that Miles' name is on the reservation list, and he takes him to the seat and whispers to a nearby uh, co-worker, hey Carl, whoever's eating. (laughs) Yeah. He seats them, hands out the menus, and says that their waiter will be there shortly. Rose is smiling and clearly excited to be there. She says that it's nice not having to shout your order into the clown's mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Miles scans the menu and gets wide-eyed when he sees the prices. Rose comments on a few items, and Miles states that a nearby table looks to have some delicious food. Yeah. Rose tells him that he should have it. Miles says, ah, not likely. They're probably going to finish it. <laughs> yeah, that was good, too. It was. Rose clarifies that she meant for him to order his own. Uh, the waiter arrives, and Miles tells him that she'll have the 1850. <laughs> <laughs> it's the price. Mm-hmm. Rose tells the waiter that he means the trout. He, re- uh, he requests just a water for himself, a, a tap water even. Yeah. Saying uh, that, yeah, not a bottled water because he has, uh, as you guys mentioned, a chlorine deficiency. Right. Whether that was uh, intentional Yeah, that may have just not. been a complete mistake, but. The waiter gives a confused look but says nothing and heads away. Rose confronts Miles, asks why he's being so tight with money lately. Miles explains that it's probably the result of a re- recent visit to the doctor. Of course, Rose is concerned that something is wrong. Right. Miles continues telling her that the doctor says his health is excellent and he'll likely live to see 100. Mm-hmm. But Miles had only budgeted his money to live until he's 80. Yeah. <laughs> he adds that he's on a fixed income and will re- be retiring soon. Uh, he's afraid that he may run out of money. Rose reassures him that uh, he could have told her as, he, uh, as she and most people of their age have that same type of concern. The Goldens are always like tight for money. Yeah. Unless they're going on a special trip. Yeah, exactly. Which they seem to have all the money they need. <laughs> Rose says that she could pay for a nice meal once in a while, too. Miles fully agrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rose uh, then says that she should have been more accepting and states that Miles likely uh, sees characteristics of her that he would change. At first, he denies the possibility, but then jumps right in and tells her that uh, she hums. Yeah. A lot. Mm hmm. Despite it being happy and upbeat, it becomes annoying. Rose points out that, uh, hey, it's free music. I thought you'd like to appreciate that. That was an excellent comeback. Yeah. (laughs) They continue to bicker for a few minutes before Miles stops them and points out that they're obviously committed to each other, you know, faults and all. Mm. Rose agrees, you know, if you consider humming a fault. (laughs) Uh, The waiter arrives and gives Rose her trout and Miles his water. Miles raises his chin confidently and tells him that it's a special occasion and to take that water away and bring him an iced tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, change scene. Rose is uh, reading a magazine uh, when Dorothy enters. She asks how the cruise went, and Dorothy excitedly tells her how amazing it was. She says that they danced, they swam, they got to, and she got to steer the boat. And she even lost $4 into the casino, right. but wasn't upset, which seems like a small, yeah, even by 1991 standards, <laughs> yeah, I would 4 bucks. Yeah, so. I think it was a good thing. 
I mean, considering her gambling addiction. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think about <laughs> that. I didn't think about yeah. that either. <laughs> She's like, I lost $4, so I consider that coming out ahead. Yeah, <laughs> right? definitely. Dorothy asks where her mother is, and Rose follows up uh, about the steering of the boat part, asking if she got to wear the captain's hat. Rose continues to dodge the questions about Sophia's whereabouts, acting as though Dorothy is the one ignoring her serious inquiries. Mm-hmm. Dorothy stands up now and asks, you know, if something bad has happened to Ma. Just then, Sophia walks back into the house, saying that she's returned from her walk to the mailbox. Right. Tomorrow the corner. <laughs> she goes over to her daughter, and they uh, hug. Dorothy, you know, happy that her mother is fine. Uh, Dorothy continues to say that she'll be, oh, she'll talk about the cruise after hearing about her mother's weekend. Yeah. Sophia tells her she's been just at home, adding that Blanche was all over like a cheap slut. Yeah. Rose interjects, I think he means suit. Dorothy says, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then comments uh, that while Blanche is often self-absorbed when you give her an important job, she's steadfast and dependable. She looks around and asks where she is. And then we, we then see Blanche wearing a sun hat and riding a donkey over the mountainous Sicilian terrain mm-hmm. without a guide. Yep. And then, <laughs> then my friends, for what I believe was the very first time, we jump to a post-credit scene, kind of a mid-credit scene, really, because mm-hmm. the credits are still playing. Right. Uh, Blanche is dancing and smiling with Guido in the tavern. Yep. Uh, the identical group of people seem to be at the establishment uh, now as before. Well, it must be regulars, I guess. You follow. Well, yeah. So. And uh, then we, that's the end. Yeah. That's how we close it out. I did like that, um, that you know, kind of extra scene that we got at the end there. Mm-hmm. I looked it up because I noticed that when I, because I watched this episode on uh, Hulu with Nicole, mm-hmm. and I was like, they've never done that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've never had something after the fact. And mm-hmm. I looked it up, and uh, uh, there were several uh, sites I found that said that all of season seven had post credit scenes. I was like, that doesn't seem right. So mm-hmm. I watched the end part of all of one through nine, mm-hmm. right, or episode one through nine, mm-hmm. and all of those are just a freeze frame scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I believe this is the very first time. Actually had a scene. Yeah. yeah. But we followed up next episode, too. Indeed we do. So, so maybe from here on out, it's all post screens mm-hmm. or post credit scenes. Well, this dry run of the Golden Palace had uh, quite a few guest actors in it. Um, I thought that, too. I thought the Dorothy just MIA. Pretty much. Um, she, she got Alan's MVP last week, so she took some time off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, she earned it. Um, well, we did have some guest actors. Of course, Harold Gould as Miles for his 10th of 13th time. 10th of 13 times. Uh, Bill Dana uh, as Angelo for 6 of 7. Then we had John P. Connolly. He played Mort uh, for his... He has 43 titles, his only Golden Girls. Uh, he was in Star Trek The Next Generation for one episode as, a, I, I think, Orn Late or something, or Orn Lock, something of that nature. I can't believe you forgot how to say Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I remembered him as Captain Smith from one episode of AJ's Time Travelers, mm. since AJ is my uh, first middle initial. It is. So. Mm-hmm. It is. Then we had a... Uh, after AJ Point. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> 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 Uh, then we had uh, Henry Vernon. He played Barry. 59 titles for him. Also his only Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. He had one Star Trek appearance, a Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode, um, mm-hmm. for one episode as Yolan Balar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also in Teen Wolf. That was the thing that I recognized him from, as the uh, old man um, clerk. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize him at all from Teen Wolf? I just remember watching that movie many times in my mm-hmm. youth. So. Not 52 times, but plenty of times. You know, I've never seen Teen Wolf 2. Oh, have you not? Mm-hmm. I think I've seen it, but only once. Uh, Justin Bateman, right? Mm-hmm. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, yeah. sorry, yeah. Uh, then we had Joe Mays. He was the mm-hmm. Major D. 37 titles for him. His only Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. 
couple more. We had a uh, David Pressman. He played the waiter. Eighty-six tiles for him. His only Golden Girls. Um, he had a couple episodes of Raising Hopes, um, an episode of Scrubs. Uh, he was in one of Ski's favorites, Gili, uh, as the <laughs> assistant director. He was in The Rocketeer, nine episodes of New Heart. I never saw Gili. Is it? I heard it was bad. I mean, I know it was uh, mm-hmm. a terrible flop at the box office. Yeah. I don't really know. I never watched it either. But it was okay. Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer uh, Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we had, uh, of course, uh, Phil Leeds. He played Guido. Mm-hmm. 130 tiles for him. This is only Golden Girls. Um, mm-hmm. A lot. He had multiple episodes of many shows. Yeah. Like, I don't think there was any one thing that he was on for a, a long period of time. Yeah. But, you know, like five episodes of Ally McBeal, a couple episodes of Murphy Brown, a few episodes of Real as Raymond, mm-hmm. some of Roseanne, Boy Meets World. It's like... Kind of hang around for a while, but then gone, right? Well, I think it's something where he's just probably a pleasure to work with kind of a guy. Yeah. And so yeah. they bring him back, and he's he's funny. Yeah. Um, he's probably not someone who could carry a show, and maybe his shtick would get old or something yeah. if you had a lot of them. Yeah. But he definitely is enough to liven up. Probably all those shows, like whenever they had an episode that takes place at a wedding or a funeral or something, right. there he was as Uncle Mort or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but of course, uh, my favorite is him as a dog catcher and Wonton Ton, the dog who saved Hollywood. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think everybody was, knew that one. He was in um, The History of the World. Oh, was one. he? Yeah. Very nice. We started watching History of the World Part 2 on the Hulu. What you think oh, of it so that. far? I'm, so, I'm enjoying it. Um, Helena's done with it. Oh, okay. She told me last night that I can finish How watching it on my own. How long are the episodes? Own. Like half hour. Uh-huh. That's yeah. what I figured. Yeah. There's like seven or eight of them, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So I'll probably watch the last three or four on my own. So Brent, who got your MVP for this episode? Angelo. Angelo? Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I've ever given it to him before, but I really wish that he would have been more of a guy, you know, mm-hmm. and sad that we only have one more appearance of him. Yeah. You know? I think that instead of constantly reintroducing new friends for Sophia, I wish they would have just brought Angelo back and that could have been stuff. her partner in crime. Right. You know, yeah. they do work well together. They do. You know, they do. You almost feel like a, a brother sister relationship. Mm-hmm. there. Exactly. So they play it well. Yeah, exactly. And he's just a slightly different kind of daddy. Kooky. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Ski? You got your MVP. You gave it to Mr. Miles. I got to respect his frugal nature and his ever-upbeat attitude. Uh, even when he feels betrayed by Rose, he gives her another shot and tries to set things right. Uh, but also splurges you with that iced tea. Pure class. <laughs> I thought it was one of the, <laughs> I thought it was like my, the second worst appearance of Miles, personally. I didn't hate the episode, but I did not like him in the episode. Skeet appreciates a tight cuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I gave mine to the opposite <laughs> side of that equation. I gave mine to Rose. I thought she did a solid job. And I didn't necessarily like the glee that she took with cheating on Miles. <laughs> but aside from that, I liked all the rest of her part. Um, it's a free uh, meal, though, Alan. Yeah, that's a true. fancy restaurant. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can appreciate no. that. But. Yeah, none of them are starving, though. I mean, yeah. they've had fancy meals before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how many slices of cheesecake for you, Brent? Uh, four. Four? You know. mm-hmm. um, I definitely, I know... We're not the biggest fans of Dorothy around here, but I definitely think it's suffered not having her around. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, how about you, Ski? I gave it a 6.5. I said I liked the episode. It was light on Dorothy, like I said, like he said. Uh, but we did get to see Sicily, mm-hmm. and uh, I liked the fact that it had the inaugural post credit scene. I agree with what Brent was saying about the lack of Dorothy as a detractor, for sure, and she wasn't in much of it. It doesn't bode well for... Yeah. Golden Palace, <laughs> right. in my opinion. Well, I, I like the episode, though, and I especially, like, it bumped it up for me, the, those mo- that montage. 
Like yeah, I just thought oh, that yeah. was a great little portion of an Agreed. episode, yeah. and uh, and the post credit scene too gave it a little bump. So I gave it a six. I wouldn't have put it in my yeah. upper echelon, but I liked those aspects enough yeah. that it bumped it up. Yeah, you convinced me. Five and a half. Five and a half. Okay, good deal. Um, so that is all the business we have to attend to, but I believe there's an issue back in St. Olaf. There is. Okay. Are you guys ready? We yes. are. Hold on your butts. <laughs> Can I hold all on right. to Alan's? Say what? Can I hold on to Alan's instead? Sure. Yeah, I don't, I'm not discriminatory. <coughs> Once upon a time in St. Olaf. Okay. In 1991, okay. Rose traveled to St. Olaf to visit her family for Thanksgiving. Her children determined that it would be more cost-effective for her to visit them rather than all of them traveling to Miami. Despite their St. Olafian education, they figured this out on their own. <laughs> Rose was very proud of them. Yeah. This year, Thanksgiving was a Thursday, November 28th. A young James Thompson was celebrating his 13th birthday. Mm. The Lions beat the best of the Bears. Oh, my. <laughs> and Cowboys beat the Steelers, both games by 10-point margin. The same year, there were a number, number of shows that debuted. Some were quite successful and memorable. Some less so. <laughs> Rose and her family played a TV trivia game that highlighted popular shows of the time. Let's play along. Ah. Oh. And so I have got some sheets for you both. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. So a little quiz time. Yes, sir. We're going to do uh, some TV trivia. Okay. Keep in wow. mind, 1991, folks. All right. Tell me when you're ready, and I'll uh, get started. I'm ready to go. Hold on, I'm still putting my name on the paper. Oh, okay. Good call, good call. Oh, when I pass them full, when I get credit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number one. The top three show, or sitcoms of 1991 were Cheers, Roseanne, and Murphy Brown. True. What is the correct ranking of those three relative to TV viewer ratings? Like What, what was number one, two, and three out of those? Okay, and what were options? Cheers, Roseanne, and Murphy Brown? Cheers, Roseanne, and Murphy Brown, yes. You guys tell me when you're ready for the next one. I'm ready. Okay. All right, ready? Yep. Number two, Dinosaurs was a show about anthropomorphic dinos living like... <laughs> son like of a bitch. <laughs> I knew you'd love that. <laughs> uh, side side note, anthropomorphic, it's like, like when we're getting ready to talk mm -hmm. and we're uh, winding up our uh, mics here, I've used that as a... Uh, uh, warm-up word and I think it vexes Brent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anthropomorphic meaning like humans, living like modern humans with jobs, families, and homes, etc. Mm -hmm. The main characters were a family unit. What was their last name? So this is the f so there's the multi-point or point uh, options. So what was their last name is the main question and then you get one extra point for every every family member of that family you can list with first names. Okay. So if you get the last name, cool. That's your point for the the question. But then you get extra points for anyone else you could tell their first name also. Okay. All right. You guys ready? Yeah, yeah. sure. Number three. Okay. Herman's Head was a pre-Pixar version of Inside Out. Okay. In which actors portrayed the different aspects of Herman's psyche. They talk and bicker to work out problems and make decisions. There were two actors on this show that were also voice actors for The Simpsons. Name both. Okay. Obviously, you get one point for each. Okay. Number four, Home Improvement features Tim the Toolman Taylor as a cocky and jovial DIY TV personality and his family. 
What was the name of his trusty sidekick? Okay. Ready? Yep. Uh, number five, Ren and Stimpy was an animated show about friendship and hijinks between a dog and a cat. It was oddly drawn, but I love the animation style and the comedy. One point for each full name that you can provide of the two title characters. Full name for each of them. Okay. If you know it. Okay. Hold on a second. Okay. You guys both ready? Yep. Number six. Eerie Indiana was a children's show that focused on a teen investigating strange happenings in this small Indiana town. First, is Erie a real place in Indiana? Hmm. Second, the main character is Marshall Teller, portrayed by Omri Katz. He has retired from acting now, but what was his most notable role? You get one point for the show and one point for the character name. Okay. So first of all, is this, is this a real place? Or a fictional okay. town? And then, you know, what was his role in title and then most notable um, show that he was in? Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. Number seven. Step by Step was a modern retelling of the Brady Bunch in which a blended family comes together and the many children need to learn to get to get, to get along because the parents want a bone. <laughs> <laughs> How many children did they have in total? Oh, all right. I'm talking about like the end of the show. Like how many kids they Oh, have. okay. So they had, all right. Well, I'm going to change my answer. All right. Oh, there was a I mean, they started off with. Obviously, I know this very well. Apparently. No, not really. But I yeah. don't know either. Do you? Do you? Do you? Well, we'll find out. All right, number eight. It's a lot of this options. Is a, this is kind of a rapid-fire one. Okay. Which of these shows appeared uh, first in 1991 versus 1990? All right. So this is either 91 or 90. Okay. So you're going to list a television show when we write either 90 or yes. 91? Yes. All right. Okay. Beverly Hills, 90210. Okay. Mr. Bean. Okay. Rugrats. Okay. Law and Order. Okay. Tiny Toon Adventures. Okay. Harry and the Hendersons. All right. The Jerry Springer Show. Okay. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. All right. Northern Exposure. Okay. The Jenny Jones Show. Okay. I think I skipped a bunch. <laughs> Crap. Hold on. Can I throw off your answers? Uh, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> so, uh, Beverly Hills, 90210 was my first one. Okay. Mr. Bean. Okay. Rugrats. All right. Law and Order. Okay. I didn't say Eon Flux, did I? No. No. Okay. So first one, two, three, four is Beverly Hills, Mr. Bean, Rugrats. Sorry, guys. That's all right. So the new E is Aeon Flux. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Yeah. So Beverly Hills, 90210, Mr. Bean, Rugrats, Law and Order, Eon Flux, The Commish. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks. Okay. Which I know Brent loves. Now, Tiny Toon Adventures. Okay. Harry and the Hendersons. Okay. The Jerry Springer Show. All right. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay. Northern Exposure. All right. Jenny Jones. Okay. 
rock. All right. And tailspin. Tailspin. Okay. You guys got those? Sorry about that. That's all right. Didn't mean to screw it all up there. All right, number nine. The irony would be if I would have got all of them wrong originally. But yeah. <laughs> now they're right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, where in the world is Carmen San Diego thought to teach children about geography, mm-hmm. history, and adventure? Yep. What was the name of the group that sang the show's theme song? Okay. For an extra 10 points. Name any other song by that group. Hmm. Just kidding. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> so we don't get the extra point. Do you, do you know? Yeah. I'll... I actually said, if you answer negative 10 points, the Carmen theme is all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 10. That's our final one. Doug was a scrawny white boy that lived in a truly... Multicolored society. Mm-hmm. I know the type. He wore a t-shirt. <laughs> he wore a t-shirt with a sweater vest and shorts. Well, I've been told that I look strikingly like, like Mr. Doug Funny. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I've ever seen a full episode in my life. Name as many characters as you can in 20 seconds. Well, I'll just give you how much time you need. I wrote 20 seconds originally, but I don't care how much time. So if you know it, you know it. If you don't, you don't. Okay. I couldn't name more than two or three. Um, yeah, I think I'm crapped out of three. I know there's... I, I can picture a few others, but I, I think I'm out of characters at this point. Okay. You guys ready? Yep. All right, swap papers. Let me know if you can read my handwriting. All right, oh, yeah, same here. <laughs> do, you, do you really think we're not going to... Go with the honor system? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't that high stakes. <laughs> swap them back if you want to. Yeah, let's just swap them back and have the honor system. <laughs> I don't know, you I mean, guys. It's, it's not quite uh, shorthand, but it's also. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to do the grade in here? Yes. Sure. All right. The uh, three sitcoms in order. Or mm-hmm. Number one was Roseanne. Okay. Murphy Brown. Ooh, and yeah. then Cheers. All right. So do we get one point for each one we got right? Yes. All right. I had or, or we even a running tally, just waiting till the end. Uh, I'm go saying, yeah, I'd run through that. That way, you, no, uh, I mean like now that we've changed the first question, we're gonna talk about what we got right or wrong, or oh, we can. Yeah, I got Cheers right. The other two, I I flip flopped. See, I had Roseanne right, and I had Cheers and Murphy Brown flip flopped. Okay. So we each got one point to start off with. All right. Uh, number two, the dinosaurs ki- uh, question. Uh-huh. The family name. Sinclair. Sinclair is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad was Earl. Okay. Mom was Fran. Daughter was Charlene. The older son was Robbie, and the baby was Baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I had um, I had the Sinclair right. Um, as far as the uh, family members go, uh-huh. I had um, Mama, not the Mama, not the Mama, <laughs> not the Mama, not the Mama. <laughs> Should we give him partial credit on that? No, because <laughs> I had zero correct on that one. I didn't even put baby down. <laughs> I actually remembered Earl and I, and baby. Okay. I think I thought I remembered that. You don't remember not the mama? I remember that. I remember of course, not the mama, but... but that's the only thing I remember from that show. So I don't get points for those. No. You, did you say baby or just say not the mama? I had not the mama. And then so you get one point for Sinclair, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. If he'd agreed with partial credit, I would have given it to you, but. 
he's gonna whip my ass anyway, so I gotta take. I can't give him too Not long. with those ears. Well, yeah, I was just. Uh, Herman's head. I bet you guys both got this one. I got one, I think, but the What'd other you one. Get? I, I, I said Dan Castle had a. Oh really? I had Yardley and Hank. Oh. He got both of them. It was okay. Hank Azaria well, and Yardley Smith. Okay, well then I got both wrong. Sorry. So, no, you're fine. I, I said Harry sure Shearer as the other one. Mm. Why would I know Herman's head? I thought I don't know. <laughs> it came out two years after Simpsons, so. Yeah. All right, home improvement. You guys got this one, I'm sure, right? Yeah, that was yep. the easiest one on here, I think. So yeah, so I got two points now. Mm-hmm. What do you see? So you're up to four points then, Brent. Five. Oh yeah, you got Sinclair. That's right. Okay. All right. You guys know Ren Stimpy's full names? Ren Hoek. Uh huh. And Stimson J. Cat. Boom. Both of them. Did you get those, Brent? I went with Renford and Stimford. Hmm. Nope. Good tries though. So I'm up to four now. So right. close the gap a little bit. Yep. Erie, Indiana. Is it a real place? Fake. I, I said fake. You're both wrong. Wow. Erie is a real place in Indiana. It's an unincorporated community in Shawswick Township. Mm, okay. okay. And the actor, do we know what he's from? And Erie, where? Indiana. Well, he was in Erie, Indiana, but that was not his most notable role. I think it's his most notable role. I, I said he was in All in the Family as Archie Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. I think his but most notable was, role was in Erie, Indiana. <laughs> he was Max Dennison in Hocus Pocus, and I think a lot of people would disagree with your your <laughs> your valuation of his roles. <laughs> yeah. So, no points. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, step by step, how many kids do they have? I said eight. I went with seven. Seven is correct. Oh, damn. Initially, both of them had three apiece, just like in Brady Bunch, mm-hmm. but they both had a they had a mutual child oh, in the okay. course of the show. All right. So, real quick, so I'm at, I'm at six. Yep, and I'm at four. Okay. Pretty, pretty decent. Okay. Both now we get into the random shit. Yeah, this is going to... For this next group. Probably going to even things out a little bit. Well, maybe. It's just totally random. <laughs> Through no <laughs> fault of our own. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Beverly Hills 90210. Guess... I mean, just say the year. Yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. And then we'll so, I'll mean, just we go count. down the list. How's okay, that? Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills is 1990. Mr. Bean, also 1990. Rugrats was 91. Law and Order was 90. Eon Flux was 91. The Commission was 91. Twin Peaks was 90. Tiny Toons was 90. Harry and the Henderson was 91. The movie of the same name was 1987. But that wasn't a question. Okay. <laughs> Jerry Springer was 91. Fresh Prince was 90. Northern Exposure was 90. Jenny Jones was also 91. Side note, Jerry Springer and Jenny Jones was in the same building mm. in Chicago. Nice. Uh, Rock. Was Oprah in that building too? I don't know. I don't think so. Rock was 1991, and Tailspin was 1990. All right, so I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Are those correct? I had 14. You had wow. 14? Is that all of them? I missed one. Oh, okay. Uh, what was F? Well, he doesn't know F, so it'd be the one, two, three, the sixth one. What was the sixth one on your list? He put... Commish. He, yeah, I had, the, I had the 90 for Commish. I started off with... I, the first try I said 1994, and then all the rest I just went with 91. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I figured it was a crapshoot for me, so... <laughs> like, I'll get half of them. Yeah, basically. It really yeah. is probably a good... So, but now, Brent's... I don't know if I can even catch up at this point. 14, got, that's, that's, that's crazy. Because I've got a total of 13, and Brent, I think, is up to 20 now. Yeah. I, myself, I would have just been guessing at 1990 But luckily, he's going to lose 10 points for guessing that Rockapella song. <laughs> <laughs> we should totally enforce that. It is written down that way. Yeah, so there you go. Um, so, 
<laughs> you already said Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. So the best part of waking up is Brent <laughs> unfairly getting penalized <laughs> for his knowledge. He's still going to crush me on this next one, I think, but we'll see. All right, then what you guys... He was writing a lot. How many... Do you want me to go ahead and say the names for Doug, or do you want to... No, what's the... <clears throat> so, Rock, Rock Rockefeller. Okay. Yeah. And then we got extra credit if we can name another Rockefeller song. Yeah. So, what'd you put? The end theme. The end theme is the same song. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> theme. It's credited differently on the soundtrack. Well, what is... You have the soundtrack... <laughs> Show me. Not, Show me. Not on my person. <laughs> okay, well, I don't think Brent should be penalized for that answer, nor yeah. do I think he should be incentivized. I think he dodged just for, just for being... Uh... So I think at this point I have 14 to Brent's 21, correct? <laughs> All right, so now we'll see if I can catch up with my Doug knowledge. All right. Do you guys want me to just name them off and you guys can... Sure. Strike down which ones you know. That's fine. So the ones that were on uh, Wikipedia. So if okay. I missed some, I apologize. But okay. Doug Funny, yep. Pork Chop, the dog, mm. Skeeter Valentine, okay. Patty Mayonnaise, mm-hmm. Roger Klotz, Bebe or Bluff. I don't know. Bebe Bluff. Uh, Judith Funny, Chalky Studebaker, Connie Bengay or Binge. I don't know how to pronounce it. Al Sleech, Moo Sleech. And Dr. Bud Dink. Okay. I had, um, but besides Doug and Patty Mayonnaise, um, I had Mr. Funny. Did you listen? Mr. Funny? Yeah. Oh, he's the dad? Yeah. Uh, wasn't even on there, but yeah, probably. I'd, I'd say he's a... Okay. Mrs. Funny? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> That's like the end scene of the <laughs> The closing credits. I think without the first Grandma name, funny? it doesn't count. But unless Brent... Funny? Unless Brent got negative four points, then he wins. <laughs> I, got, I, had, I had two there. I had Doug and Patty. Okay, well, I uh, did get Skeeter, so. Yeah, I, the only ones I would have known were Doug, Patty Mayonnaise, and Skeeter. I should have thought of Porkchop. I think though. Roger I might have, because I, I if I could remember the name of the yeah. mean guy. That's the mean guy, right? Yeah. Or the bully, kind of. Mm-hmm. And that is all we've got, folks. So, so what did you end up with, Brent? Like 23? Yep, 23. 23-17 yep. was the final score. So Brent is the 1991... Yay. TV trivia master. Oh, <laughs> you guys have fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. No, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, good job both, and thanks for playing along. Well, thank mm-hmm. you for, for setting that up. Yeah. And I think, uh, well, I don't know how Rose's family did. I'm guessing they all did more, <laughs> more poorly than you. Probably, although they were living in 91, so they might have had a better <laughs> chance. So. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Well, they right. didn't have the uh, afterthought of living into 2023. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Now with those fixed in yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, until uh, next week's episode, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. There's a record store in... (laughs) In Ohio. I can't remember if it's Columbus or Dayton. I'm 98% sure it's Dayton, but it could be Columbus. Okay. And it's called Skeleton Dust Records. 
And anyways, so, they had... So Columbus. Okay. <laughs> I still think it's there. <coughs> but long story short, somebody had come into their, uh, you know, record shop there um, with a bag of flaming Hot Cheetos. Um, and they proceeded to, you know, eat their Cheetos while they started thumbing through the records. Uh-huh. And the dude at the counter was like, yeah, Yo, you dude, know, exactly, <laughs> don't cool. do that. You know, he's like, you don't have a sign posted saying I can't. <laughs> and the guy is basically like, yeah, I don't have a sign saying don't be an asshole either, but here you are. And, and so, like, the guy left. He's like, oh, the Google reviews are going to hear about this. And so, and then the way I found out about it was, Skeleton Dust updated their Instagram page with a picture of their front door, and now their front door has a sign specifically stating, you know, don't eat flaming Hot Cheetos <laughs> in our store. <laughs> they were like, and by the way, if you see a negative Google review from somebody who, you know, is upset that we did not have the sign posted previously, <laughs> management has rectified the situation or something like that. Clever. Like, what a good way to that. Yeah. I don't know the way the guy said it, but it's like to me it seems like such a common sense thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, yeah. at the same time, like I'm not gonna go piss in the corner because there isn't a sign yeah, that yeah. says don't piss in the corner. Uh-huh. Right now. You didn't do that with Kmart though. Well, that's true. There was no <laughs> sign, so they couldn't have fired me for it. Uh, but, you peed in the corner of a Kmart. Uh, when I worked at Kmart, I peed in uh, some non-restroom areas a couple times. <laughs> no wonder they went out of business. <laughs> yeah, it was me uh, in the stock room. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> so, I worked on the opposite side of the store from the restroom. <laughs> Kmart's not that big. It's it big would, enough. It, would it take longer than 90 seconds to walk to that restroom? Yeah, yeah. For no, sure. I don't think I so. Would I, think, to, I would have to jog to get there in 90 seconds. I, I think you could circle navigate a Kmart in less than three minutes. Hey, I was, I was what, 17 at the time? Yeah. We were both kind of a-holes when we looked back at I wasn't an a-hole, but I was a hard worker. I deserved to pee where I wanted to. <laughs> Why am I busting my hump if it's not to iterate upon their dry goods? Exactly. And in fairness, one time it was on boxes of toilet paper. <laughs> I don't know if it'll make it on, but yeah. I'm so glad I didn't take bereavement leave this week. <laughs> Why were you thinking of taking bereavement leave off this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Because we're mourning Steve Landisberg. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't also. Yeah. So. It was brave of you to show up. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, goodness. Let's hear you ready for yeah, your Yeah, I think so. I haven't okay. thought about that for a good long time. So, yeah, they're, they're... That's all I'm going to be able to talk about. <laughs> Is this me peeing in the stock rooms of Kmart now? <laughs> exactly, yeah, because there's that abandoned Kmart there at Thompson and Emerson. Every time I see it, I'm going to be like, oh, Warner Fallon dumped out in the corner. <laughs> well, it was on East Washington. So, you know. Oh, well, it's, it's par for the course for East Washington. <laughs> right, yeah. I was probably just one of the many people <laughs> that peed in the stock room there. Exactly, yeah. You had a line waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> All right.